Do it right. You're going to do it? Do it right. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Tori, and you're listening to my podcast. God, what is happening? Thanks for joining me for episode 16 of It's Not That Weird. You're single. Yeah. Why is that? You're adorable. <laughs> you're entertaining for sure. You can also be a bitch. <laughs> I was actually really hoping to make Jake cry. Tell uh, me about your dead father. <laughs> oh, this is all I could have ever dreamed of. And yeah, I'm not judging. It's I'm gross. Just saying. It's weird. They didn't traumatize you? You don't talk about they that? They definitely did. But... <laughs> you can't ask me that. <laughs> it's not that weird. All right. Hi, guys. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great September already. I hope you know, fall is good to you. I don't know. I really got nothing to share other than this interview that you're about to hear. And you know what? It is a good one to get to know me personally because I talked to my sister. I've referenced my sisters many times on uh, the podcast so far. Um, so let me break it down really quick because as I've said many times, I'm the youngest of four girls, but my two oldest are my half sisters. We have the same dad, different mothers. I just want to break down our little band of characters before the interview starts so that you know. My oldest sister, 10 years older than me, Ashley is her name. Emily is the next sister who is I want to say eight years older than me and then Taylor is the one in this interview Taylor is the sister who I see pretty often almost every single day she is my only full sister we do talk about our step siblings a little bit too we're gonna break it all down and uh, talk about some pretty cool stuff honestly she brings up some childhood memories that I forgot about we talk about why we're so different how we're still pretty similar and you know what I just I like this interview a lot it reminds me of the conversation that I had with my mom um all the way back in episode two. But yeah, it's just cool because I don't know, we see each other so often that we don't like, you know, sit around just like reminiscing and talking and asking each other questions the way we do in this conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you're going to learn a little bit more about me and uh, my really great sister who is a great person and a great mother and so many things that I'm just going to get right into it. So please help me welcome my sister who is still Taylor Rovers to me, but she's now married. So her name, I guess I'll say is Taylor Bennett. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I honestly have the most questions ready for you out of everybody. Like usually I'll, I'll put together like five, six questions for people and then we just rant and then go way off yeah. topic. But for this, I have so many that I doubt we're going to get to half of it. I've been practicing my potential question answers in the shower over the last week. So. <laughs> everybody does that. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, this is going to be another weird one for me to try and start off because it's not like I can be like... So good to see you. <laughs> I see you every I fucking saw, day. I saw I you yesterday. I saw you in like 12 hours. <laughs> I know, I saw you yesterday. How's um, it going on your side of the block? <laughs> yeah, well, that too. We live like three freaking blocks away. So I feel like the best way to start this is to probably just try to give some like context. So you're my sister. Hi. Hi, hey. Hey. How's it going? Um, we have two older sisters who are half sisters, but we don't really have relationships with them. So essentially, it's just the two of us, pretty much. Yeah, yeah there's a five year difference between the two of us. Um, you're five years older than me. We could sit here and like recount why 
this sisterhood is the way it is between the four of us. But we I feel like we would need a therapist in the room. Too. We would need a therapist. We would need a lot of time. Possibly a lawyer. <laughs> Possibly a lawyer too. But I mean, regardless, I think we can be more productive. So again, five years difference between the two of us. My first question for you is: How do you think we are alike? Like, how are we most similar? Because I, oh, sorry, let me let me run this back really quick. We grew up slightly differently and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that but when I describe you to people I'm like she's my sister we're very similar but we're extremely different like I don't know how to explain it other than it's it's just we're so different but we're so the same I so let's start with how are we alike how are we alike yes um we are both just kind of out there we are who we are (laughs) I'm not ashamed of my craziness I don't think you are either because it's good crazy hey I'm working it we're alike in the sense that we are both very open-minded to a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. I think you and me have great conversations about social issues and oh yeah and family dynamics and (laughs) I mean heck sometimes about the most random things on the planet yeah um our sense of humor is pretty similar. I think yeah. we both um, appreciate each other's dark sense of humor uh-huh. and how we should not be in serious situations together, yeah. like funerals. <laughs> That's or... what I was going to say. I think our most similar trait is probably our sense of humor. And it definitely comes from mom and dad being who they are. Like oh, yeah. mom being so bubbly and friendly and stuff, but then dad being such a goof that it's like we're very much both of that. But you're right. Funerals are like we can't be near each other. And even if we're across the room, I'm still laughing. And I'm laughing because I know I shouldn't be laughing. But then you're there and it makes it worse. So I'm just... It's just it's even across the room looks we give yeah. each other to what other people are saying or doing. Yeah. We know what each other's thinking yeah. and how horribly funny our <laughs> thoughts probably are yeah. but we can't say out loud but we know I, we it's know. just like I'm laughing because I know I shouldn't be and I know you're laughing at nothing too so it just gets funnier and then somebody will start crying obnoxiously and then we have to laugh at that and then we're assholes and it's just we yeah. give each other cues for sure it's not just funerals too it's Everything. dinners and get togethers that we just we can't be together I know it's one we're just always making jokes I love it no it's I a good thing I do not apologize for <laughs> our behavior in public because we have a blast I know we have a blast I, I have a good time okay so moving into um what ways do you think that we are different and again I feel like it's in so many ways and it's part of it is just circumstance I don't know exactly it's so different because ultimately we grew up in different households and yeah. we're only together for shorter, like not shorter periods of times, but I was away for a bit. Um, you were, you know, a teenager when I was getting into the adult stage and yeah. raising babies and everything. Um, situational stuff has caused us to be different, but our differences complement each other. Mm. You're much more um, logical and realistic. <laughs> I you will think ad- so? Um, <laughs> in, in heated emotional situations, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, I am definitely more hot-headed and <laughs> will jump at being mama bear and mm-hmm. protecting everybody and may or may not take things too far sometimes. <laughs> and you're kind of like the angel on my shoulder where you're like, no, don't do that. That's not going to get you into heaven, uh. Taylor. Back up. <laughs> and then there's my husband on the other side who's like, just do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. We'll figure it out afterwards. Oh, it's funny that you think that. I honestly, I didn't, I also think that I'm like pretty level-headed, but I also attribute it to witnessing a lot of people yes. go through a lot of bullshit and then just deciding like how to react well, to it. Well, and I think that's why I'm more hot-headed and <laughs> jump before I think because yeah. I've been the protector of you yeah. going through mom and dad's divorce or our sister's situations and yeah. everything. I always said that my job as an older sister 
and I wish I had someone that did this for me, was mm. to protect you from the ugly parts of life. Yeah. And I think for the most part, I did. Um, not so much now that you're an adult and coming to the realization that you are an adult and you can handle mm. some of the life's ugly situations. Mm. That was hard. It was very hard for me to let go <laughs> a little bit. But okay. All right. That's well, why we're different. Just like what you said. So we grew up separately for a while. So you moved in. You were living with dad full time and I was living with mom full time. And then you and dad moved to Peterborough, which is like five hours away, we'll mm -hmm. say like that. How old were you when you moved to Peterborough? Because I don't remember. I started grade 11 in Peterborough. Okay. So however old you are in grade 16, 11. 16, 17, yeah. something like that. I feel like 16, and yeah. I would have been 11. And I remember that being really hard. I remember it sucking really bad. Um, because, yeah, then you you moved away, and that was at an age when I was with our step-siblings, and I felt so Alone. No, I'm not saying any of this to make you feel bad, but I no, remember no, no. feeling I, so... This, we've discussed this I know we've I talked know. about this. Yeah. Um, but I remember feeling like, because I was in this household with mom, and it was like me and mom versus like, you know, stepdad and his kids. Even though it wasn't necessarily intended to be like that, that's how it felt sometimes. And yeah. Well, you guys were difficult. all around the same age, too. Yeah, so that, you were all going through the hormones and the changes and your, your own parent problems. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Yeah. I understand I get that. Yeah. And I know that growing up with dad, just living in dad's house in general, because dad is a truck driver and he spent so much time away. So it was you and our sisters living in this house when you lived here still living in this house with essentially like not really a parent. To... No, I was my own parent. Yeah. Uh, if we wanted to have a meal, I had to cook it. Yeah. If we wanted the house to be cleaned, we had to clean it. It yeah. was no, um, we were not coddled no. in any way. Yeah. Uh, I very became adult. very self-sufficient because if I wasn't self-sufficient, then... Things didn't get done. I don't know how we would have done anything. Yeah. And we also had, we had another <laughs> sister who got pregnant at 16 and was... In her own world, doing her own shit. And so you're... What's the age difference between you and our oldest, Ashley? Mm, I think about five years. So you would have been... When she had her first daughter, you were 11. Yes, I was almost 11. This is interesting because like, I'm always like... I feel like the first thing that I was like exposed to, we'll say, or I had... At least I feel like I had an understanding of what it was too young was like pregnancy and yes. teen pregnancy and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. I was six when she got pregnant. Yeah. But then also thinking you were 11. Like, so that's also very, the way you learn about that kind of uh, stuff at that age is also very weird. It was hard, especially because she was dealing with being a 16-year-old mom. Yeah. And let's face it, 16-year-olds do not know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there was a mixture of some postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Um so, yes, when that baby was born, I was 11 years old mm. up at 630 in the morning doing bottle feedings yeah. and diaper changes. Yeah. And I mean, did it help me become a great mom now? Mm -hmm. I probably change a diaper in my sleep on seven different babies. <laughs> but did I much prefer to be a innocent 11 year old hanging out with my friends and going to school? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to the park and. Yeah. Instead yeah. of. 11. Colic and yeah. diaper rash. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it was a, an interesting situation. And I, I always just like explain and think about like my side of it. And But I was like, I was five or six. Like, uh, what did I, how aware was I really? So mm -hmm. at the age of 11, you're aware of this oh, kind I of stuff. I was very much aware of, yeah. of life. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, interesting stuff. So obviously you living with dad in Peterborough was very different. And it was also a very formative time for you to be leaving all that you know here. Yeah. So what was that like? Speak to that. Um, I hated it. Well, no, okay, I'm not going to say that. I didn't hate it. <laughs> okay. Moving 
that far away mm-hmm. to a family that I have seen a dozen times in my life. Mm. Um, yeah, sorry, let's add that in there too. That dad we moved saw to dad's side of the family once or twice yeah. a year. And Maybe. All of our cousins were teenagers at the time, and I moved there, and they're all adults, so yeah. they don't have time to hang out with their younger cousin. And yeah. I think you and me are the youngest cousins out of all of them. I think so, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. So it was hard. I cried the whole way there. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, I had to hide it because, you know, I'm in the car by myself with Dad. You don't want him to feel bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What's funny is the only person I talk to through text back and forth is now my husband <laughs> um, yeah and you guys weren't together at the time no, no you were just we friends. were just he was just one of my best friends yeah. and I think he knew much more emotionally about me than most of our friends did at the time um he knew a lot of stuff that was going on at home and everything we were just always very open with each other yeah um so moving there was it was an adjustment mm-hmm. thankfully you and me are similar in the sense that we can walk into any room and make friends and get Figure comfortable yeah. and yeah we'll take care of ourselves yeah. so I think the first day there I was already making friends and kind of welcomed into different groups yeah. um the nice thing about moving to Peterborough was no one knew me yeah it was a completely fresh start I did not have to explain anything Mm -hmm. I did not have to I didn't have to do anything I could be whoever I wanted to be no one would know the difference yeah so I think that actually gave me the opportunity to become who I wanted to become yeah I didn't have all the baggage weighing me down like I did growing up here sure baggage from our family sisters you know reputation reputation I was gonna say that yeah Yeah, like the reputation I had there was oh your Tom and Steve's cousin okay yeah so yeah it was it was a hit or miss I felt very alone Mm -hmm. because I really didn't know a whole lot of people um some of the people I kept in contact with here some of it was very toxic it gave me the opportunity to drop those relationships and grow Mm -hmm. um some of the relationships I continued well I mean some 20 minutes before I got here yeah. so yeah I can't ever get rid of that guy yeah no um, we'll talk about him too well I no, I mean I I would have been 11 when you guys left and yeah mm-hmm. I remember just thinking like poor me and uh, it being a difficult time just growing up in general just being petulant and stuff I always say well, petulant because I don't really have another word for it but like I just feel like I was so resentful not towards dad or you or, or anybody the situation just everybody yeah. yeah and it was it was we yeah. were children we should not have had to make some of those decisions in life mm-hmm. some of them were made for us and we didn't have an option to say no yeah and it sucked yeah but would I change it no because look at where we both are oh today. my gosh so. oh. <laughs> the, yeah the amount of stuff that has come from all of this is interesting so we'll talk a little bit more about Peter Brown a sec but how do you think that growing up you know prior when we were all in the same house how do you think that growing up with all sisters and all women affected you um well, I think that's why I'm such an open person when it comes to periods and bras <laughs> and sex. I mean, when you yeah. grow up with that many girls in the house, that's, that's so normal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, how many times would we be in the bathroom and mom would walk in to do her hair and we're like, hey, just yeah, here. It's like, not even a thought. Yeah. I now having boys in the house have to remember, <laughs> close the door when you're going pee. <laughs> like, there are preteens in the house. Um being in all girls, including the dog being a girl, mm. was interesting. Dakota. Um, I appreciate how open 
to women's issues that dad is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that about him 100% because it didn't matter if my ovaries were trying to explode on me. Yeah. Dad always understood. Took it seriously. That it was not just, oh, just her period. Like, he understood women's health issues yeah uh, dad's a lot of things but i would never call him a misogynist oh no <laughs> i mean never. he might joke around and sound like oh gosh some, he makes the worst sometimes, jokes sometimes yeah he makes the worst jokes the worst timing jokes too but no but I, I agree he, he would never treat a woman any differently and if anything i think he appreciates how powerful us women are because yeah. that's all he's been surrounded by. yeah and he, he also dad has all sisters too he's yeah. the youngest he's the only boy no and jackie's the youngest okay so anyway dad he calls himself (laughs) we saw his plenty of fish account one time uh years years and years ago i found it and in the bio it said something like i'm just a gi joe Joe. and a sea of barbies (laughs) something like that because he has all sisters and then four daughters um i think he might have played himself up being gi joe there oh big time (laughs) we'll give it to him. big time big time we'll give it to him he was trying he was just looking for love it's okay All the wrong places, but... It is what it is. Okay, so yeah, no, I I agree. Growing up, um, I mean, I was very young, even when, like, we all stopped living together, because Ashley, I feel like she moved out shortly after she had her first, or something like that. No, she was gone before she got pregnant. I was in grade, I want to say grade three, when Mm. she first left. Hmm, okay. Well, I know that there's a lot of people left, and people ran away, and people did this. I honestly remember very, very little of all four of us being in the same house, but I definitely remember you, Emily, and I. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do have a lot of memories of all of us being in the same house. I remember very distinctively always having, especially during the summer, dinners on the picnic table in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I, I remember, remember Dad having, making steak over the fire. I was actually talking about that the other day. The Matt best, smoking the best something, ever. And I'm like, no, Dad's steak on the grill over a bonfire yeah, might over still a be campfire, the best. Yeah, over a campfire, literally, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I remember Emily putting... <laughs> meatloaf in her pocket because she didn't want to eat it um yeah I I do have a lot of memories of us all being together they were great memories I mean Ashley and Emily moved in with their own issues because of their other parent yeah but we blended mom and dad went above and beyond to help them as much as they could yeah as much as they had the resources to I'll give mom credit for that too because I remember her doing all the driving to appointments and whatnot mm-hmm. um and they were problem children <laughs> oh yeah they they were not yeah. angels uh, at all no. um i say all the time you were the best one out of all of us me because, yeah. oh i know i wasn't even bad but i was still bad compared to you uh, <laughs> again it's because i'm just but still good compared to them so. i just hang back it's cool no it's yep. I, I get what you're saying so um involving me or not involving me what's your most like prominent childhood memory I, again everything it's like that one house because we all grew up in this yes. house on walker side road on the farm or whatever and um that was when we were all together that i remember and so when i think back to like childhood that's where i'm always remembering mm-hmm. but a specific incident i don't know but do you have one i have tons of good <laughs> memories yeah. um my most prominent memory of as a child is when dad pushed me in the fire oh come on <laughs> he I picked me up say that. and he threw me in that fire okay well why don't you tell the story the way it actually happened that's how it happened it did and not mom happen. was gone she was too busy just being mom and was like i'm not worried about <laughs> too my too busy kid. being mom okay well i'm sure she was just in the bathroom yeah, <laughs> falling the in the fire no fault of anyone <laughs> 
Um, obviously being traumatic. I was six. Yeah. Very first ambulance ride the whole summer, not even being able to feed myself because I was so bandaged yeah, up. Well, let's run this back really quick and say what had happened. We were at a... Jellystone Park. Jellystone Park. Back when it was Jellystone. Yeah. And you had fallen backwards into a we fire. We were playing with fire sparklers pit. and I was six years old walking backwards. <laughs> I tripped over some logs that dad did put there. <laughs> And I fell backwards into a bonfire. Yeah. Um, pulled myself out. Mm-hmm. Still holding onto the sparkler. I did not <laughs> Never let, let go. Of course not. You were sick. <laughs> I did not let go Priorities, of that sparkler. Priorities, man. I remember dad ripping it out of my hand. <laughs> and he scooped me up and ran me over to the water hookup there. Yeah. Drenching me in water. Yeah. I remember saying to him, ow, my leg. And he said, oh, did I grab it too hard? And I said, no, it's on fire. He looked, that's actually where the worst burn was. Yeah. Uh, full third degree burns where I had to have tissue put on it. Graft or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. a skin yeah. graft. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, made of pig cells. So yep. that, um, <laughs> then I remember mom, because mom did take you to the bathroom. And I would have been one. You, Yeah, you were. <laughs> Anyways, I remember her throwing you to Ashley. <laughs> take your sister. Yeah. And Emily was the one that actually ran to go get mom hmm. and said taylor fell in the fire and mom did not believe her until she heard her screaming <laughs> um so mom comes running over obviously at that point i'm screaming bloody murder yeah you know, third degree burns yeah. yeah um and i'm petrified mm-hmm. and so all the other campers are out and mm-hmm. they're trying to help and they're trying to help with you guys and they're trying to help dad with me and yeah. i remember the ambulance showing up i remember being put into the ambulance um there was a few times in the ambulance ride. Like, I have a little bit of memory of the ambulance ride. I remember Aunt Kara coming mm-hmm. to get us mm-hmm. and her walking in and just sobbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember leaving and we were in Aunt Kara's Jeep <laughs> and we stopped to get gas. I felt so bad that mom said this to her because I made her cry all over again. But I very distinctly remember it. She lit a cigarette and tossed the match. In the right gas station? She was pulling away from oh. the gas station. Keep in mind, this is when it was still somewhat appropriate to smoke with children in the car. Sure. Um, and mom said, what are you trying to do? Burn my child all over again? And Aunt Kara sobbed. <laughs> I remember being half asleep in the back hearing this. Mom thinking, is evil. Man, give her a break. I'd, like, if I was an adult, I'd probably need a cigarette to calm my nerves after all this, too. But At six, hand me one. Yeah. Um, I remember being at Shoppers and Mom holding me, waiting for the prescription, prescription. And yeah. Aunt Kara was buying me, you know, what kind of chocolate do you want? Do you want this? Do you want that? Yeah. And I remember an employee walking by, seeing me all bandaged up, and she started crying. Oh, my God. Well, it was... This little tiny I know, six-year-old. I know, and you have all I these I couldn't burns. even walk. And I remember that night getting home and sleeping in mom and dad's bed of course, downstairs. Of course. And every movement I made, mom's like, are you okay? Do you need something? And I remember eventually saying, mom, just let me sleep. <laughs> just shut up. Yeah. Um, and I remember waking up the next morning and everyone was there. All of our wow. aunts were there. Um, I remember Uncle Scott coming and grandpa coming and Ashley and Emily were by my side every second of the yeah, day. Yeah, It was a traumatic situation. See, but traumatic situations sometimes bring people together in a weird and way. And that's the thing, because I remember Dad saying at the time, him and Uncle Scott weren't really talking. Mm. And then Uncle Scott heard this happen, and he yeah. raced over. Well, when so, a kid is hurt, I don't think anything matters. No, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no nothing matters. So that's my biggest 
memory of us all being together. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it was a traumatic situation. I yeah. still bring it up. I still have scars. <laughs> I know. You still talk about it like it. Like a dad literally picked you up and he threw did. you in a fire. He, he was like, you know what? I got too many kids. This one, <laughs> she eats a lot. She she's not even that cool anymore. She's kind of out of the cute baby <laughs> stage. We still got one baby in the house. Oh, and the kinda... older two are kind of useful. So Yeah, they can do chores. They can help around the house. So yeah, let's just get rid Jesus. of this one. So he picked me up and he was like, right into the fire. Oh, you're dumb. I survived, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, you made it. You made it I out. I did. And that's what matters. All right. Okay, okay well, yeah. okay. well, what's your favorite um, childhood memory that has to do with me? I have two, actually. Two? Two. Oh. You were little. Okay. Um, like, <laughs> walking, but not very steadily walking. Still <laughs> pretty clumsy and goofy. Probably. Um, I still am. <laughs> our demon chickens. Oh, my God. They yeah. chased you around the yard and you screamed. <laughs> well, we lived on a farm and we had chickens. And I don't know chickens. why you would send out the four-year-old to feed the chickens because we're essentially the same size. And the chickens would peck at my feet and chase me. And they were black. so They, they were, were evil. They, they were, were roosters, I'm pretty looking, sure. I don't know. But <laughs> the demon chickens chasing you is something I don't think I'll ever forget. Yep. Um, I also <laughs> remember neither. constantly telling you that you were adopted since yeah. you looked nothing like the rest of I us. I know. I looked very, very different. I was blonde and everybody blonde else hair, had dark hair. Yeah. 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 And so everybody used to say, well, you're adopted. I remember genuinely believing you. And I remember also, I said this to mom too. I remember when I learned what an orphanage was, which is probably <laughs> the first time I watched Annie or something like that. <laughs> Annie used to be really important to us. I remember this, watching Annie we did a, watch lot, it a lot. Yeah. A lot of Annie. Um, and I remember thinking like people can just give up their kids. And then I remember thinking all the time, that that's what mom or dad was going to do, that I was going to go to an orphanage for some reason. <laughs> I just was convinced that that's where I was going to end up. So the adopted thing, I was like, well, I know what an orphanage is and I have this very real fear of it. So maybe I, <laughs> maybe I went adopted. Um, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I remember you and Emily, we, one time we were hunting for a Christmas tree. We were out. Yes. And I distinctly remember you guys convincing me to eat a pine cone. I remember it clear as day. You guys pretending to eat it, saying it like you haven't heard about this it tastes like cotton candy like it's really sweet when you eat it I and I remember taking a bite of it and you guys just cackling just dying I laughing do. <laughs> I remember so many times mom and dad saying when Ashley and Emily would pick on me well you're the little sister and one day you're gonna pick on Tori <laughs> and then every time I picked on you I got in trouble for it because like, I was perfect what's the point of being a big sister then? <laughs> I was so unproblematic and I was so cute I remember when Tom and Steve and all of them came down for Christmas one year and Tom had just gotten a paintball, paintball gun, gun. And we wrapped you up in your snowsuit and bubble wrap and pretty much anything cushioned we could find. Yep. We sent you into the front yard and Emily and Tom and I stood in the door, yep. not outside where it was cold, in the door and shot at you with the paintball. As I ran around the yard. As you ran around. As a baby. And you, you were, yeah, like three, four. Um, <laughs> And it was funny because you already couldn't walk very well. And then we just put so much padding on you that you really couldn't move. You were an easy target. But you never had one bruise on you yeah. because we we at least took safety precautions. I think I had dad's motorcycle helmet on too. Yeah, there like was there's a, a picture of this somewhere. There but. Is, was a lot of protective equipment that we just kind of rigged up from around the house. That's so dumb. But, and, but the thing is that mom and dad knew about this. They were home. Oh, everyone. Everybody knew Every what was happening. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. Just send her out. well aware of the situation, but that's... That's what happens. That's what you do when you grow up in <laughs> McGregor on a farm and there's supervision, but not really supervision. Uh, and, well, that's yeah. the thing is it's like na the neighbors are not that close, so they can't really see what you're doing. But our neighbors also, if they saw, they probably would have partaken. Like it was. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> OK, so you said that you think that you're hot headed and I'm a little more level headed. But what do you think is my best trait? 
Oh, that's a good one. I know, and I love to hear it. You I love to ask people this. Are so open minded. Ah. You're empathetic and open minded and ah. Doesn't matter what people are going through. Doesn't matter what situation they approach you with. Mm. You you don't judge them. I you try not to listen. You give the best advice that you have for them, but you don't force the advice on people. Because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've given you some questionable advice. So I know, I know you have. <laughs> um, I think that's your best trait overall as a human being, as a woman, is that you are just you're this power that people feel comfortable. <laughs> coming to stab it <laughs> stab. I don't want to you know blow your head up anymore no than it I appreciate is, no but... I, and you know what I do get that I people tell me that I'm approachable and I'm like that's great because that's all I want is for people to like not feel alone but I also yeah. think that I'm like a good observer yeah and, and again this comes from being the youngest of four and getting to see people in all these different stages of life make these mistakes and do these things mm-hmm. and try out these whatever and this is what I'm so grateful for I was like god I am so glad that I got to watch my sisters make the mistakes and then not have to partake in them myself. Like, I don't do yep. heavy drugs because, you know, we witnessed We've it. we watched how horrible it can Exactly. Go. I don't um, date abusive men. Like, that's yeah. not a thing. Uh, that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. that's what I'm grateful you, for. You see the worst case scenario. Oh, yeah. So you know how to acknowledge the red flags and avoid them and yeah. make better choices. So most For the most part, yeah. But I also, I think that that helps when it comes to, like, talking to people because when somebody will be like I don't know talk about like teen pregnancy as if it's like this bad thing I'm like yeah like I it was normal you know, in our house yeah like it, I mean I can understand I certainly understand the negatives but I have also oh, seen I mean the positives I was 18 when I got pregnant for yeah we're gonna talk about that too and... we're gonna get to that but okay um so thank you I agree I'm also uh I think I'm very humble as well <laughs> Um, actually, you know what? Let's talk about Matt really quick. Let's talk about your yeah. husband. Let's give him Matt, you baby. Let's give him the time of day because I know he let's, listens to the podcast. Let's first face of all, it, the only reason he is going to listen to this one because he hears me talk all day long yeah. is to see if I said anything nice about him. And we have to because there's lots of nice things to say about him. And again, I know that he's a fan. I know he listens to every episode, and I very much appreciate it. So he, yes, we should. He okay, you. yes, as he should. <laughs> so. Your husband, your now husband, this is probably my favorite memory of you is your wedding, but um, one of them at least. The one that didn't almost happen? That almost didn't happen <laughs> on two separate occasions. Two weddings, both times I almost missed, but. I almost missed one. There we go. Okay, so anyway, um, Matt, your yes. husband, you guys have known each other since you were how old? I was 13. He <laughs> was 15-ish. Yeah. So we've known each other for a long time. I've known his mom even longer. Yeah. Shout out to. Uh, Laurie. To Lori. Yeah. Yeah. Just being McGregor kids, you guys met. And Matt has admittedly always had a thing for you. Uh, Yeah. I think it because I was dating one of his friends at the time. Yeah. And I say dating. At the ripe age of 13. Yeah. So I was hanging out with other people. Sure. sure. Um, he was always respectful of that. So yeah. yes, I, I do know that he always had a thing for me. And I actually didn't learn that until we started dating how many years later. Oh, come on. I didn't know. Everybody else knew. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was selectively oblivious. oblivious yeah. Um, because I always just felt that he was one of the most genuine friends that I had. Yeah. I never felt uncomfortable with him. Yeah, and, and you don't want to mess that up either. And that was exactly it. Yeah. And even when we did first start dating, there was a very blunt conversation about if we are not 100% into this, we're not doing it. One, because there's a child involved, but yeah. also because I don't want to risk 
what we had at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. so what had happened is so Matt had a thing for you. You were dating his friend, whatever. Then you moved to Peterborough. Mm-hmm. So you guys kept up a relationship somewhat. And when you would come back home, you would always visit him. He was him. A, one of the first people I would go see. Yeah. And I remember that clear as day. Um, and so you got pregnant at 18. Mm-hmm. And this is all going to come together and we can talk more about that situation if you want to after. Yeah, that's but fine. I will I'm say. I'm pretty open about that now. So. I know. I know. Um, so you had started dating somebody new while you were away and you ended up having a baby at 18. Yes. And in then Belleville. you in Belleville. And then you moved home and then you and Matt got together. But I remember it happening. Like I remember I tell everybody this and I told the story at your wedding, actually. I remember you had this baby, this brand new two week old baby that you would come home with. And he still wanted to be in your life, of course. And you guys were still friends. And then. And you would visit him sometime. And I mean, you can tell me what happened because I don't exactly know. But I remember one time I was in the car with you and we had gone, you had gone to his house for some reason or whatever it was. So we went and I was in the car with you. You had gone inside and you were inside his house for a while. And I'm sitting in the car outside waiting. And I'm like, what the hell is this bitch doing? And you come outside and you're all like flustered. And I was like, what? And you're like, Matt just kissed me. And I was like, what? Wow, he likes you? That's so crazy. Like, not everybody on this fucking planet knows that. But okay. But you were so, like, taken aback by it. That's how I remember you and Matt starting. But I don't know what happened. You can tell me. So what I will say about mine and Matt's relationship before we started dating was he never treated me differently being hours away. Sure. I could call. We could sit on the phone for 45 minutes chit-chatting while I was six hours away. Yeah. Um, I remember... <laughs> I remember coming home for Christmas and I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with dad and we, me and Matt were just texting and he said, well, since I probably won't be at your baby shower because, you know, it's for girls. Oh, yeah. My gift to you and the baby is if you don't have any benefits, I want to put you on <laughs> you and the baby on my work benefits just fuck? to make sure you guys have You're everything taken you care need. of. What the and fuck? That, I think you were actually sleeping beside me. And oh my God, yeah. That's when I was realized that, oh, my best friend Matt is not a teenage boy anymore. This He's is benefits. A, this <laughs> is a man who cares for the people in his life. He's never even met this child. Yeah. I mean, I've never even met this child yet. And he is thinking about the child's future. Yeah. With everything I was going through at the time, I was just thinking about how to get through the day and yeah. how to get through tomorrow. And he's thinking, you know, what happens if the kid needs glasses or something? Oh, my oh, God. You know? I didn't know that. It was <laughs> it was the sweetest thing anybody has ever offered me. Uh, up until that point, I believe uh, it. Yeah. yeah. So Matt has always been a, a big force yeah. in my life. Supportive, um, yeah. So then when I moved home with Drayden. Drayden, um, your son. Sorry, my nephew. Yeah, Drayden, the old man Roovers, we call yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our old soul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt and I, again, it, we picked up like I had never moved away. Yeah. He learned how to make bottles before we were even dating because yeah. I would go over to hang out with them and oh yeah. are you bringing the baby and and Drayden was and like two weeks old yeah Drayden was a baby he was an infant he was yeah. like we started dating when Drayden was four months old yeah so from two weeks to four months Matt stepped in like you stepped in yeah just naturally he taking care of him he learned as if he's how part of to life. make bottles he learned how I remember when he learned how to make Pablo um <laughs> oh God, changing Pablo. a diaper took a little bit of course he would help get the supplies but he would not change the diapers yeah it can be gross um he stepped in like it was <laughs> his own niece or nephew or his yeah. own child and yeah. we used to call him Papa Matt because he just stepped in so naturally to yeah. taking care of this this little baby. He was definitely yeah. afraid of holding him for the first little bit. Because he's ugh, He was tiny, so tiny and so Matt so tiny. big, yeah. so I get <laughs> I it. Yeah. Um, and then we started dating. 
the memory you have, you are correct for most of it. We were going to bring Kate home, lives two minutes from Matt. So I popped in real quick and it was actually me who kissed him first. Oh. Just like that on record. Okay. Um, All right. Noted. But yeah. You were still all flustered, but regardless. I was still very flustered. Yeah. <laughs> but, but was that the first time? Very first time. Ah, and I was kind of there. And you were there for it. You were sitting in the car. Um, it wasn't even that long. But yeah. <laughs> I must have been 13 at the time. And I remember saying, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah, well, that's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's been 11 years now. Yeah. We got another child. Yeah. And... He legally adopted Drayden. And... Yeah. And well, Papa Matt's just dad. Yep. So... Just straight up dad now. And we gave Drayden that option of what he wanted to refer to Matt as. Mm-hmm. And it's just always been dad. Yeah. That's yep. never really been a question. It's just the way it is. And yeah, no, it's it's a great story of how you guys came to be. It yep. is because, I mean, he's was there for you. And, and he's been there for me since when I was 13 and awkward and goofy and yeah. going through puberty and all that fun so stuff. And, and I mean, so was he. So he was awkward <laughs> and goofy, too. But I remember that. I remember him being a very intimidating, even like teenager, because he was this like face piercing, long black hair, like... He was emo. Yeah, he was emo. He, he was yeah. very emo. He was quintessential emo, actually, he so... He was... He was emo before being emo was cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was just... He was purely emotional. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think he's still purely emotional, yeah, but... Yeah. He, no, he's a definitely a force. Okay, so that is how you guys got together, and then you guys have been together for 11 years. You guys got married in 2019? Three times. Three? Three <laughs> times. Yes, three times. Three times in so, one year. we'll go through this quickly. Um, the first time you guys so you were doing a destination wedding and we knew this um the whole family was going we're all planning yep. it whatever but you wanted to do that you have to get married at city hall first so we did a little city hall thing and um when that happened so i am notoriously notoriously late i'm yep. always running late you need me somewhere at 6 30 tell me it starts at five like it's yeah it's oh, I, I make sure i tell you at least 20 minutes before when i actually need you. everybody there. knows it yep. <laughs> i am very bad it's better if you tell me i need you somewhere right now as opposed to I, on Tuesday, can you show up at 6.30? Like, no, <laughs> yes. it's, it's bad. It's really, yeah. really bad. So anyway, I forgot my bouquet at home for your first wedding, uh, the City Hall wedding. And mm-hmm. I remember mom saying, you know what, Taylor's running late too, so you have time to turn around and get it. Well, we did not have time because we were already like on the highway, so we added an extra 15 minutes. And my boyfriend at the time, wonderful Austin, our NASCAR driver. <laughs> yes, he, wonderful Austin. We are both to this day shocked that we survived that car ride because it was terrifying how fast we were going. And I was freaking out because I'm like, you don't understand. I'm always fucking late. I was like, she's going to kill me. One day I I'm the maid of honor. Like, I'm like, this is the one time. And oh my gosh, it was so intense. It was the most intense driving to City Hall ever. And when we got there, I booked it down the hallway only to find out that you weren't even there yet and I was like thank god you showed yep. up like 30 seconds later but it was so intense I'm pretty sure I was right behind you watching I'm you run down sure. the hall um, I was so stressed fun fact about that day Ugh. I got a parking ticket that's bullshit <laughs> I know I should have gotten my car impounded I wasn't yeah. even driving could, but yeah. we should have died it was really bad and again this is admitting to a legal activity but this was years ago at this point okay and then you got married in Cuba and that was amazing we had a lot of fun on that trip however the day before the day before you your wedding was happening you got so incredibly drunk that we didn't know if you were going to make it to your wedding day tried to keep up with the big boys and rum punch got the better of me. oh my gosh it was 
so much fun. And I remember everybody at one point looking at each other going, we got to get her to stop because, but it, the thing is, it was like one o'clock the day before and your wedding wasn't until the next afternoon or like next evening. So we're like, we have so much, like she's not going to be still drunk till tomorrow. And then all of a sudden it's 7 p.m. and you are, will not stop vomiting. And we're like, she's dead. She's not making <laughs> yeah. it tomorrow. She's de- You're not marrying anybody. Like <laughs> I remember trying to go to dinner and that didn't go right. over well dinner. at all. <laughs> I remember because your entire, you got engaged a long time ago. And so your entire wedding for everything, I had like practically nothing to do. I was a maid of honor, but it was, you just kept everything so simple and so easy. You planned all your, all your shit. I didn't really have to do anything. Yeah. So the one little bit of productivity I had behind this was making sure that you stopped puking before your wedding, uh, making sure you made it to the hair appointment, getting you lots of Cuban tea and Cuban coffee and stuff like that. And that was, yeah. that was pretty much the only maid of honor duty kind of thing that I felt like I had to do the entire, <laughs> everything with your wedding. I remember that morning. Still being drunk. Um, you puked at seven o'clock in the morning in the like promenade area of this I remember thing. That. And I was it's, just like, Ugh. it's just water yeah. to all the gardeners. And I was thinking, trust me, this is not the first stupid drunk that they have seen. It vomiting was like seven o'clock in the morning. And these people are doing their like all the resort workers are like trimming the hedges and you're just yeah. sitting there puking. And I'm like, she started drinking at like noon yesterday. <laughs> like This is crazy. Anyway, yeah. it was really fun. I remember being on the bathroom floor and yes. hearing you guys taking pictures of me. But um, that was your husband's idea. He had the idea that it might have been my husband's do... idea, but it was Austin that followed through with it. Austin took the photos. Yes. Uh, I stood on top of you. Oh, yes. <laughs> and... I, I was conscious for that I heard all of it you heard the camera I just shutter. couldn't and move. all of us giggling your husband was just like we should go do a little photo shoot on top of her and we're like let's do it and so we were drunk at that point too we had to have fun but no was, and I I don't hold that against it you was so much fun and you made it the wedding happened it was amazing so there was two Cuba weddings yeah so when we were on the catamaran the captain found out we were there for the wedding and captains can legally marry you at sea yeah, so all of us after playing with the boiled egg dolphin Oh. <laughs> and the reef sharks and whatnot. And, yep. Yeah. And, uh, and snorkeling. Those random raccoony squirrel Cuban oh, the, critters. Somebody told me what they were called. They're somewhere with a C. They're, yes. Yeah, whatever they are. So we after had a good time. we did all of that, we um, got married on the boat. And there was a lot of Russians in Speedos <laughs> right. dancing away. And it was like their sister was getting married. Yeah. They were hilarious. I forgot about all the Russians that were on that catamaran. Do you remember when I don't know, second or third night we were there there was this Russian guy sitting at a table by us and he was offended by my language. Yeah. How much I was swearing. He wasn't offended, but he was like, I didn't know Canadian women swore this much. But we, we had were talking to really loud. That fuck is not just an angry word. Yeah. It's uh, excitement. It's yeah. shock. It's, it's everything. Yeah. And yeah, um, I still follow him on Instagram. He oh, still follows nice. me, likes all of mine and Matt's stuff. Yeah, he, he that's was very sweet. sweet. Yeah, no, and the, I love, this is why I love traveling is because you make all these friends and you're there, you're bonded for life because oh, yeah. of that one week. Oh, but... I have our bartender on Facebook, <laughs> Remy. I... Remy, yeah. right. Oh my gosh. It was a ball. It was a we really- had such a great time. It, it was, was a good trip. It was wonderful. Yeah, um, it was a good wedding. Um, I had some other questions for you and you know what? We're going to bypass a little of this. So you have two children. One of them is, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to try because every time I say their ages, I'm wrong. Kinsley, your daughter, is eight. Yes. Drayden is 11. Yes. Okay. They're my niece and nephew and I love them and they know that. So that's what matters. That's all that matters. Yes. What matters is that. So you, again, you had Drayden when you were 18 years old. In a nutshell, what was it like? Um, In a nutshell, it was confusing. Yeah. We can really get into this because you were with somebody who was 
An abusive person. Yes. The person who helped create Drayden was physically, emotionally, mentally, um, he was abusive and absolutely horrible. And I was completely by myself. Yeah. And I had this baby. And the only thing that mattered at that point was that baby. Yeah. Yeah. So becoming a mother, having a, a child at 18, being with somebody who is abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, you're living in Belleville, away from mom, away from dad. Um, had no family. Had no family. Yep. It was just the two of you and then this baby. So then when Drayden was a couple weeks old, you left, you came home. Yep. And that's how it all works. So I guess there's not really a question here. Just a note that that happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, <laughs> I remember it like, I don't, so well. I've done a lot of soul searching and mm-hmm. counseling and growing to be able to openly talk about it without yeah. breaking down. Uh, was PTSD regarding that a big thing a few years ago? Absolutely. Sure, yeah. But I've overcome it. My life and Drayden's life is so much better oh without him involved. Yeah. Um, That's not even a thought. You know what? <laughs> the reality is I've grown up enough to say I hope that he learned from his mistakes. I hope that he's doing better in life and that no other children or women have to experience what I experienced with at him. His, yeah, at the hand. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I hope I never have to see him again. Yeah, that's good. So, that's gross, man. And let's face it, Drayden's got a damn good father who takes care of him, yeah. and that's all that matters to me. Yep. Okay, well, good for you. There's lots to be proud of there, and I know that it has not always been easy. And I know that we've... I remember it all happening, and I remember how tough it was, and I don't know how you did it. I don't... I But I that's good that you did. did it with a mixture of pure willpower and determination and a really good support system. And that's all you can hope for for anybody else who's going through anything similar. We'll yes. link out some um, services and such. Yes. And okay. I will say the Hiatus House was a huge help. We love Hiatus Their House. counseling services were wonderful. Mm-hmm. I made some lifelong friends through there. Mm-hmm. Th- they're wonderful. Hiatus House deserves all the love. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I love Hiatus House. Okay. So um, we're going to go to a couple of really quick questions to end this off. Okay. You can say yes or no for this or whatever you want to say, but did mom or dad ever have (laughs) the talk with you or did it just not need to happen? I think watching your 16-year-old sister get pregnant (laughs) and give birth, not really needing the talk. I kind of understood what happened when you had sex. (laughs) Yeah. Did yeah. they ever give me the talk? Not that I remember. Yeah. I remember mom taking me for birth control. Yeah. Um, but again, growing up with all girls, you don't necessarily seeing have a to. sister yeah. have a baby young. And also if you have questions, you ask them. You don't have yeah. to ask dad or mom or whatever. Yeah. And no, I get that. Plus at this point, I think it'd be kind of weird having it with... At this point? At this At point? the age of 30, Taylor? <laughs> think that now you should go ask mom about it. Hey, mom, can you tell me where babies come from? So what's the deal with the stork? Yeah, so... <laughs> Jesus um, Okay, so another question I've got here is, do you... This is such a stupid question because I know the answer, but do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Can I give you an honest answer? I don't even really understand what those are, except one is social and one's not. I mean, I'm not both. exactly. Yeah, I am both. I love social I love people. I love Mm. the group of friends and family we are surrounded with. Mm -hmm. But I love my own company. Yeah. I am perfectly fine sitting at home with my hundred plants and my hundred pound dog (laughs) and not talking to anybody for a few hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm both because I'm okay being by myself. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I always tell people, you're 100% an extrovert, by the way, but um, you are a type A extrovert. But I know that I'm an extrovert. I get, like, my most fulfillment out of interacting with people. Yeah. On air, 
in person, in interviews, in strangers on the street, on vacation. Like, I know that. But it's only sustainable because I have to be introverted sometimes. Yes. So, you need a break. Yeah. Yeah. Whether I, I would label myself as an extrovert, but I definitely have introverted tendencies and they're necessary. And like I it's survival. Them. It's yes. survival. Yeah. And and it's good. It's good. It yeah. is the way it is. Um, do you believe in astrology? I know you're not spiritual, so we're not even going to go there. I mean, sorry, I know you're not religious. We're not going to go there. But <laughs> do you believe in astrology? Yes and no. Okay. Do I believe that there is a lot more forces in this earth that mm, play energy. a role in everyone's life? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whether yeah. it's astrology or crystals or religion or whatever, mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a bigger power behind things. Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely do not agree with religion. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah, we weren't even going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, I, honestly, I think that this is good. We're, and this was good. Is there anything that you want to mention? Anything you want to plug or whatever or Windsor Dog Spotters <laughs> oh yeah shout out to Windsor Dog Spotters yeah you're uh, an you know admin goofy ass Thor on there that's mine <laughs> good thing he is cute he is handsome he is a jerk he, he can flipped be a, jerk. a plant and a clean basket of laundry while looking me dead in the eye. He's a he can be a real jerk. Yeah, that's a good word for him. But he loves me and I love him. Yeah. So. Well, he's not gonna listen to this. So. <laughs> oh my god, are you kidding me? He knows I talk shit about him. Trust well, he me. knows you talk shit about him, but I don't think he's gonna put headphones on and listen to this episode. He does so. have his own theme song too. Oh. Matt can sing it for you. Yeah, that's very on brand. Our house is fucking chaotic. It's <laughs> it's interesting. Um. Okay, so that's pretty much all there is to it. It's that easy. This is a podcast. Yay! Yay, we did it! (laughs) Thank you for listening. As per usual, I will see you in a couple weeks on September 21st. I don't know what's going on. I woke up feeling happy when usually everything's wrong. I break me down so casually, like I I don't deserve love. And I don't know what's going on Why am I happy? The chaos in my soul reminds me I ain't alone And sometimes I like me Then I wanna fight me I jackal and hide me The chaos in my soul reminds me I'm in control And I should be lucky I'm losing my mind I don't know if this is normal I hate everyone lately I'll make friends with myself Don't need anyone else And the wine in my cup keeps me company
wanna trust and I don't know what's going on Why am I happy? The cat